recorded at number 7 building hosted by SIP law firms lawyers and partners we present you SIP legal conversation this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice on any subject matters Hello everyone, welcome back again to SIP Legal Conversation. Back with us again, uh, my name is Yuda and with my friend here, Isan. Isan, how are you, Isan? Alhamdulillah, life going so well lately. How about yours, Mas? Uh, great, yeah, pretty well. Uh, so Isan, what are we going to discuss today? Okay, uh, yeah, as many of our client requests, we're going to discuss about the regulatory sandbox under the Indonesia Financial Authority. From now on, we call it SOJK, yeah. Okay, 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 Sam, great. So, I heard a lot, yeah, uh, about the regulatory sandbox in Indonesia. If uh, we look deeper, yeah, actually, uh, not only under OJK regulatory sandbox, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There's only, not only OJK, but also uh, BI, also, yeah, Bank of Indonesia, mm-hmm. also have uh, this kind of regulatory sandbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the simple differences between regulatory sandbox under the OJK and BI is, uh, regulatory sandbox under the OJK is intended for operators of digital financial innovations, or commonly we call it as uh, FinTech and financial service provider. Meanwhile, regulatory sandbox under the BI, Bank of Indonesia, is intended for financial institutions that carry out business related to the payment system. Oh, I see. So, uh, we are going to focus in this discussion on regulatory sandbox under the OJK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. The regulatory sandbox under the OJK. But, uh, first of all, we need to set the boundaries of today's discussions by defining the terms of the regulatory sandbox. Okay, so what does the POJK define the term of regulatory sandbox? Okay, so according to the Article 1, Number 4, POJK Number 13, 2018, on digital financial innovations in the financial service sector, it states that regulatory sandbox is a testing mechanism conducted by the Financial Service Authority to assess the reliability of the business process, business models, financial instruments, and governments of the operator. So it's all about the testing by the authority? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, do all of the financial technology providers are really need to enter the regulatory sandbox? Actually, uh, not really. There are several requirements for the financial technology providers before entering the regulatory sandbox. First of all, the fintech providers should be run in the field of 1. Equity crowdfunding 2. Investment management 3. Fund collection and disbursement Insurance Market support other financial service activities, transaction settlements, or other digital financial support. And if the company is run under that business field, the company should also need to fulfill another requirement, such as they need to register the company as digital financial innovations under the OGK. They also need to prove that the business is a new model business. And then they need to uh, have a significant market coverage. They also need to register under the associations, or uh, uh, it might be AFTE or AFSI, and etc. Means that other criteria might be determined by OJK. Okay, so what are the 
actually doing in the regulatory sandbox. Okay, uh, is it uh, related to my explanations earlier? Mm-hmm. It's all about the testing and assessment. But not all of the fintech provider will be tested and uh, assessed. So after the fintech provider has been fulfilled the requirement, they will put into clusters that match their business field. And, it, uh, and each of these clusters will be selected as a prototype. They will run a complete assessment by Infinity or JK. Okay, so uh, only one in each cluster will get the entire assessment from Infinity OJK. Yes, okay. absolutely. So, uh, how does OJK uh, determine who will be the prototype? Okay, uh, determinations of the company as a prototype by considering the complexity of the business. They also need to uh, look to the business scale to so the risk exposure and also uh, use of the technology of the company itself. So, what does the prototype actually do during the test and assessment of the Infinity of OJK team? Okay, so uh, there is a several evaluation and experiment uh, stage will be faced by the prototype. Uh, first, it is uh, regarding on the research stage. In the research stage, it's all about the deep research by the Infinity OJK team to know more about the company. They will ask for the presentations regarding the business model, the innovations, and etc. Second, it's all about the scenario testing stage. On the scenario testing stage, the prototype must submit a proposed product trial scenario, service, technology, and our business model to the OJK. The testing can be done by using an electronic system approach and our manual. And then uh, the third stage. The third stage is regarding on the trial and error stage. On the trial and re- errors on the trial and error stage, either the prototype will be tested related to the legal and governments consumer protections and information technology and etc. And then move to the uh, correction stage after going through the stage above. It is uh, and it is found that there are differences uh, then in the correction stage the OJK Infinity team will provide the directions to make a corrections uh, uh, in the fintech uh, in the prototype. Alright, and then uh, on the last stage, there will be evaluation stage. After obtaining the result of the corrections, then OJK will do the final assessment, which will later issue various determinations and it can be recommended, not recommended, or need corrections. Okay, so it's quite long stage here. Yeah? yeah, yeah, but uh, actually, it's not that long stage, yeah, mm-hmm. because the assessment should be done in one year and only can be extended for six months. So the total is 1.6 years? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, what if the fintech provider obtain uh, not recommended result? What should they do? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, this is might be a bad, uh, bad, bad news, yeah, for the provider. Mm-hmm. But if the company obtain a not recommended result, they need to carry out an exiting process. Mm-hmm. So, in the exiting process, they need to settle all of their obligations to the consumer and other parties within six months. And if they don't do that, mm-hmm. the regulatory sandbox, uh, pros- the regulatory sandbox process will be terminated and the record status will be deleted. Okay, I see. So, how about the same fintech provider in the same cluster? Will they need to do the same thing as the prototype does after obtaining a not recommended result? Yeah, uh, actually, if necessary, the implementations of regulatory sandbox can change the prototype with another operator as long as it is in the same cluster with the considerations that the prototype that has been appointed earlier mm-hmm. as a sample is no longer meets the criteria. Oh, I see. So, how about the prototype that obtains recommended or need correction result? 
Alright, this might be a good news yeah, for oh. the operators. For the prototypes, they have received recommended status. Uh-huh. The OTK will provide a registration recommendations following the business activities of the fintech provider. Uh-huh. And all the fintech provider in the same cluster have the same right for registering their platforms. Uh-huh. Okay? okay? And for the prototype that have received net correction status, the OJK will give the prototype uh, the prototype to adjust their system to meet the requirement of the OJK, but it's no longer than six months as an extended period uh, as I told earlier. Oh, okay, I see. So, uh, is there any other information about the regulatory sandbox? Yeah, yeah. There, there might be. Uh, we only we only talk about the cover of the regulatory set of the regulatory sandbox. Yeah. If we see deeper, there will be another obligations for the operator to reporting to the OJK and etc. Uh, so uh, I think if the operator needs uh, to needs an assistance for uh, before entering the regulatory before entering the regulatory sandbox, it is better for the providers uh, as uh, consultants first uh, from the lawyer or business consultant. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for the conclusion, for the conclusion, example, so can you explain us? What is the most uh, the most concern yeah, that mm-hmm. must be uh, take by uh, electronic service provider, especially for uh, fintech? Okay, uh, I actually is it this is quite important for the financial technology uh, provider mm-hmm. to register their platform uh, under the OJK yeah? mm-hmm. because. Uh, But we only look into the innovations uh, platforms who do not have a specific regulation such as a peer-to-peer lending, equity crowdfunding, and etc. Mm. Uh, if we have an innovations that run in the financial sector, financial service sector, they need to uh, register the platform under the OJK because if we going through the regulatory sandbox, uh, there will be uh, legitimate uh, reasons for us for operating our platform, our business uh, and going to the market. I think uh, it is quite important for the operator for registering uh, their platform to OJK. So the conclusion is every electronic service provider must register their platform to OJK. If they run in the financial service sector and there is an innovation in their platforms. Okay, Sean, uh, great discussion today. I think uh, this is the end of the Podcast is on, eh? Yeah, is yeah. Is there anything you want to tell to the listeners? Okay, uh, actually, yeah, it's been a long time since I discussed with Mas Yudhya in a podcast like okay. this. And glad yeah, to yeah. be back here, yeah? Yes, yes, glad to be back here. Okay, I think enough for today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our social media platform. Yeah, uh, on YouTube, email, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Also our podcast. So uh, I'm Yudhat Karyanto Wasono. And I'm Ihsan Abdurrahman. Resigning from today's episode. And see you next time in another episode.